Welcome to the Sharing Our Journey podcast, podcast ministry of Harrodsburg Baptist Church. Uh, once again, I am Associate Pastor Jonathan Johnston, and today we are rejoined <laughs> after a hiatus with uh, by Dr. Paul Gibson, lead pastor here at Harrodsburg Baptist. And it's so good to be back, but after the amazing jobs that you and David did, you know, I think I'm going to go back to Florida. <laughs> well, Florida's warmer, I hear, but, uh, you know, maybe it's good to... To, to have you back anyway. So we're going to dive back into Proverbs, mm-hmm. second week of the series. Yep. David kicked it off last week. Um, if you listened on the podcast, you heard him talking out of Proverbs 3 primarily, uh, just about the, the kind of the overview of what this series is going to be like. Yeah. Uh, and he informed us that you're going to be focused a little more on, on specific details. Mm-hmm. So where does that take us today? Proverbs 4, I Proverbs think 4, yeah. So we're going to go um, over the next five weeks, I think. We're actually going to jump around in sequential order. So it's not like we're going to do chapter four, then go to chapter 20, and then come back to chapter six. Uh, We're going to hit some very specific uh, issues and challenges and topics that not only have we, uh, not only are we facing today in today's society, but in the words of Ecclesiastes, nothing is new under the sun. So these topics are going to be things that I think culture has wrestled with uh, from the beginning of time. All right, so let's jump right in. Proverbs 4, we're going to read verses 20 through 27. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet, and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. There's a lot there. (laughs) There is. And I want to piggyback and point out something, piggyback off of and point out something that David said last week. Um, In his sermon, he made the comment that we lack abundance because we don't trust God. We lack abundance because we don't ask uh, for the Lord's wisdom. And we see over and over again in the Proverbs and the Psalms uh, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look earlier in chapter four, which is what we're talking about today, there's a passage that's that hilariously, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It, I mean that in a very sincere way. It's just, I guess you could say it's wholly hilarious because it says the beginning of wisdom is wisdom. <laughs> so Proverbs is wrapped around this idea of wisdom and it's around this idea, wrapped around this idea of a father communicating to his son. And also we'll see, uh, you know, intermixed on occasion. We also see little hints of maybe a mother talking to a daughter and we'll especially see that in Proverbs 31. But so in Proverbs four, we have three different, um, sets of my son, listen to what I'm saying, or my son, pay attention to what I'm saying. And here we are in the third group, the third set of my son, pay attention. So very practically, because it's the word of the Lord, we need to pay attention to what it is saying. And he says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Well, the Hebrew uh, to turn your ear is basically mean bend down, mm. bend your ear. So what the father is asking the son to do and what the Lord is asking us to do uh, with this passage is, is really dial in, really listen to the point to where we're, we're so purposeful to learn here that we're bending down 
getting as close to the teaching as possible so that we may digest it. Um, so bend down your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. So, you know, we use the word heart in the English language and my mind goes first to our, uh, our hearts that are in our bodies. It's a medical, mm -hmm. it's an organ. It, it's right. allow, it allows us to, to live. Mm -hmm. um, we also use the word heart to talk about emotions. Well, it wasn't that different in the Jewish language. Uh, you know, the, the Hebrew language had, has a word for heart, the medical organ. Um, but what is being said here in the, in the Hebrew is the more emotional center of who you are. Um, one uh, biblical dictionary defines it as the source of life of the inner person. Mm. And the Hebrew uh, is either leb or leb, uh, lebab. And if I'm going to say that well, lebab, um, <laughs> it's, it means the center of who a person is, the deepest part of who a person is. So when he says, do not let them out of your sight, keep them within your heart. In other words, guard them. Um, make sure they don't escape your heart. So bend your ear to what I'm about to say and what I'm about to say, place you in your heart and guard it so that uh, it doesn't disappear. So turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. And then he says, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. So why do we listen to the word of the Lord? Why do we listen to these specific teachings? Because scripture tells us they're life. Mm -hmm. They're health. And if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and we want wisdom, we have to listen to what God's teaching. Mm -hmm. We have to listen to what the Lord is saying. And I think sometimes, I know I do this as a you know, uh, semi-professional theologian, um, I think sometimes I make scripture too complicated mm -hmm. when ultimately what he calls us to do uh, is to hear and to see. And, and that's what a, um, a, a training rabbi or a Jewish young man who was training to be a rabbi, he was expected to hear and to see. And that was the most respectful way he could learn from the rabbi teaching him. So we're called to hear and to see the word of the Lord. And why? Again, because, and I don't want to overthink this. His words give us life. Mm -hmm. His words give us health. Now, he said health to one's body. There's a... Um, this passage goes on to do something very interesting. We've already seen the term heart. Mm -hmm. We've already seen in verse 21, do not let them out of your sight. So we talk about the heart, we talk about the eyes, and then he talks about it's health for one's whole body. So I just want to point out, in verse 23, we see guard your heart. In verse 24, we see keep your mouth free from perversity. <laughs> in verse 25, we see let your eyes look straight ahead. In verse 26, we see give careful thought to the pass of your feet. So, what we're going to walk through here in the next, uh, excuse me, the next few moments is when he says that his word is health to our body, he's being very specific here. Mm -hmm. I mean, he walks through the heart, the mouth, the eyes, and the feet. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like it was intentional, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, but just to point out, too, you're talking about health to one's body. Um, when, we, when we talk about the word health, just like the word heart in our language has a lot of meanings. Are you, are you specifically talking about physical health in this passage, or is it more than that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, and we've talked about this as a staff before, we, if we're not careful, we compartmentalize mm -hmm. uh, who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. We compartmentalize the physical part of who we are, the mental part of who we are, the spiritual part of who we are, the emotional part of who we are, and the social part of who we are. Uh, 
And we can think about getting healthy physically and not really think about how being physically fit can give us a sharper mind to be more uh, in tune spiritually. Well, I think if we're not careful here, we can see the term whole body and think just physical. Mm-hmm. But again, from a Jewish perspective, the whole body was the whole person. The emotional part of who a person is, the physical part of who a person is, the relational part, the social part, um, emotional part. Um, so yeah, he, he's not just talking spiritually. I think he's talking about the whole body. Um, and we're going to talk again here in just a moment about some practical things that need to be done in order to be healthy. Again, not just physically, but holistically. Mm-hmm. And understanding that true health here, according to scripture, it starts with your heart. Mm-hmm. Kind of works from from the in out uh, is, is the way scripture is kind of painting. Where a lot of times we often think outward in. Uh, scripture reverses that and says, no, you start in and work out. So you just, you let us right in the 23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> guard your heart. Why? Because the condition of your heart determines how you live. Mm-hmm. And that's true physically, mm-hmm. but man, that's true spiritually. And um, I'm going to go uh, in a different direction here. When I was studying this, uh, one of the commentaries I was reading brought up Romans uh, 10. And I want to read it um, because I want to make sure I get it right. And, and this will all make sense in a second. Uh, but Romans 10 talks about salvation. And, and Roman, Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and, you, and, you, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And I really wrestled with Romans 10, 10, because I'm thinking, okay, it is with your heart that you believe. The scripture tells us that you're justified because of your belief. And then it goes on to say, it is with your mouth you profess, you profess faith and are saved. And I've always wrestled with like, so what about people that make a confession, or people that give their life to Christ, but there's a delay in their ability to stand up and, and, and tell the church, right. or, or there's a delay in their ability to tell friends. Well, it clicked when I was reading Proverbs 4 this week. Above all else, guard your heart, uh, for it is the wellspring of life. Or um, as, the, as the passage says, everything you do flows from it. Well, Romans 10.10 makes sense now. If you believe in your heart, Scripture tells us we're justified in the eyes of the Lord. But what happens if we believe in our heart? It's going to... It's going to naturally flow out. You're naturally going to profess your faith. You're naturally going to profess your belief. Mm -hmm. So um, you said it well, Jonathan. It's an inside-out process. Mm -hmm. We guard our heart. We bend our ear. We open our eyes in order to hear the teaching of the Lord. So that what flows naturally out of our uh, actions, uh, it's is uh, a, a line of scripture. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I believe we also have in the New Testament it tells us that, that out of the overflow of our heart, the, the, mouth, the speaks. mouth speaks. Yeah, who so, said that? By the way, I think I think it was a pretty famous guy. I, I know it was a Jesus that said that. But uh, and and so that's again, it's so cool when you do what you just did there and, and connect now Romans to Proverbs to give us a different understanding in, in Romans yeah. to help us understand. Yeah. Uh, 
And and that's the beauty of scripture yep. is it can tie together that way. So definitely we see this mindset that, that it comes from in to out. If we are changed on the inside, then that is going to impact what comes forth. Yeah, and it gets so much better um, because above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Mm-hmm. If what is in my heart is naturally going to flow out, right. what is in my heart is naturally going to be uh, displayed by how I speak mm-hmm. and how I talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's so funny uh, right now for me to say that because many people know I'm coaching our middle school basketball team. And I have to work extremely hard on the sidelines and in practice to make sure that one, that my heart's in the right place so that two, what's coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I'm not necessarily talking about curse words here. I'm talking about making sure that I'm coaching in such a way in intense moments so that it reflects a character, Mm -hmm. a a character that's in line with scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, But the connection here is if your heart's healthy, then your speech should be healthy. Mm-hmm. If your heart's healthy, you're not going to have perversity coming from your lips. You're not going to have corrupt talks coming from your corrupt talk coming from your lips. So if 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 my if I find myself saying things that I shouldn't be saying, if I find myself uh, edgier in, in what I'm saying that I should be, that tells me my heart's sick, mm-hmm. and I've got to figure out what's going on inside my spiritual and emotional heart. And again, those two go together to make sure I'm okay and I'm where I need to be with the Lord or do I need to do some confessing and repenting? Right. It sounds a lot like what you're saying is, is you need to treat the source of the illness rather than the symptoms. Right. That's a because whole other, that's a whole other podcast. Because man. I think a lot of times we do, we, because it'd be really easy to look at this passage and get to verse 24 and treat it as a standalone and say, well, I've got to make sure I'm not saying bad things. But if we're not working on yeah. the condition of our heart, yep. th- those things are still going to come out in tense moments. So I was reading this morning a um, book regarding counseling and how counselors effectively address sin from a biblical standpoint. And one of the things that uh, the author said that just really resonated with me because it comes from Scripture is God doesn't want to change our actions. God wants to change us. Mm-hmm. He wants to change all of us. It's not... You know, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. That new creation is not just how you act and what you say. That new creation is a holistic change. Mm-hmm. And that holistic change in our hearts, in who we are completely, should affect everything we do. Mm-hmm. So if, if we just address a symptom, whether it be our actions, whether it be our language, that's just addressing a symptom when really we have to get the core of the problem. And the core of the problem, again, goes back to how's our heart? Mm-hmm. How's our Labab, how is um, the deepest part of who we are when it comes to our relationship with the Lord? And, and, and I love what Jesus said in Luke 6. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of what? The good stored up in his heart. Mm-hmm. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so in Proverbs here, it continues from our, our lips and what we're saying to <clears throat> where we set our eyes. Yep. Yeah, and again, 
let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly um, before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. There's a very practical uh, truth here that where we're looking is going to affect how we walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was in high school, um, I was with a group of friends and we were um, actually in, in Covington as part of a part of a trip. And we were walking downtown Covington, um, you know, in a pretty architecture and I'm looking around and um, one of my friends says, Paul, stop. And I turned around and I'm like, why are you yelling at me? And, and she said, turn and look. I was two inches from a pole, mm. from, from a light pole. <laughs> I was about to run right into that thing because my eyes were not focused on the path. And I think we do that a lot as Christians. We take our eyes off where our eyes should be. And Hebrews is very clear where our eyes should be. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the ultimate source of wisdom. He showed us how we should live. He teaches us the plan of discipleship. He teaches us the plan of salvation. So where should our eyes be? Yes, Proverbs says they should be on the Lord's teachings. But what do we learn in the New Testament? Jesus is the word. Mm-hmm. Our eyes have to be on Christ. And there's a connection here. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Um, if our eyes are on the disciplines of the Lord, if our eyes are on the teachings of the Lord, our paths are going to be straighter. So we, in being obedient and following Christ and following his teachings, which is, which is scripture, we make paths easier for ourselves. And, you know, Hebrews 12, 13 says, be disciplined to follow my ways. Well, if we're going to be disciplined, we're going to make sure, make sure our eyes are where they should be. And if our eyes are where they should be, our path will be easier when it comes to being a disciple. Now, I want to be very, I want to be very clear here. That doesn't mean life's going to be easy. Right. That means we're going to have a clear understanding of how we should walk when life gets difficult. So, again, if you want to walk straight, set your eyes straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to run into a pole, <laughs> take your eyes off the path. But, again, the path here is following the word of the Lord. Yeah. And I, and I love how, it, as it gets to your feet in 26, it says, carefully consider the path for your feet. Like, yep. Basically, give give thought to, to where it is you're going, right? Yeah. Uh, and it says, and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or the left. Keep your feet away from evil. Yeah. So I think of uh, Romans 12, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And some of you listening to this podcast and listening to this radio cast will know the name Mike Bro. Uh, Mike was pastor of Southside uh, over 30 years ago. Mike's a mentor of mine. And I heard Mike preach one time about how the idea of renewing your mind is almost making sure that you're putting the right wallpaper up in the room of your mind. And whatever you put up on the wall in your room, you're going to look at, you're going to see, and it's going to affect how you think. Don't have time to go in the neurology of it, but I love it. <laughs> Well, it, it, this is true here. If I'm watching things that are evil, if I'm listening to things that are unholy, if I am, um, again, feeling my, feeling, not feeling, filling my eyes with things that don't align with scripture. And sometimes we can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. 
But if we're not guarding our hearts in the process, if we're not being wise about what we put into our minds, we have to be careful because our paths are going to get crooked. We're not going to follow the word of the Lord. And as you said there in this passage, how does it end? It says, do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. What do we find? We find ourselves in evil. When we don't keep our eyes focused on the Lord, when we allow things into our heart and into our mind that that are not pleasing to him. And if you go back a few verses before in Proverbs 4, there's a very clear um, teaching to don't walk in the ways of the wicked. You walk in the ways of the wicked, you're going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And how do we avoid walking in the ways of the wicked? By bending our ear to the teaching of the Lord and by making sure our eyes are on him, by making sure our eyes are on his teaching and then our feet will walk in the right way. Mm-hmm. And something I want to touch on that you brought out there, you were talking about a lot of times avoiding those things altogether is impossible. Yes. Because of the world we live in. Yep. Because we live in a fallen, sinful world. Yep. Um, and I, I think, I know growing up in the 90s, uh, a prevalent mindset was kind of developed that the Christians could kind of stay in this Christian bubble, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and that's not what scripture is saying at all. And that's no. not what I hear you saying at all. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is sometimes you have to go out into the muck and mire. Yep. But then it's important to come back and take a shower. Yep. To, to get cleansed. So so yeah. how, if I'm, if I'm one of those people who, man, my line of work or just my situation in general places me a lot in situations where I'm, I'm seeing and I'm hearing the, what we would call the, the, the sinful things or the evil things in this world that are going to pull me down. Yeah. How do I, how do I guard my heart? How do I yeah. go through it, yeah. but come out on the other side healthy? So it's Ephesians six. Um, you know, in Ephesians six talks about the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. And um, just real quickly, put on the full armor of God. And what's the full armor? Um, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. We armor up. And we armor up so that when we are in the muck and the mire, we're protected. We don't run from the battle. Matter of fact, the way that the armor was designed here in Jesus's day was you were most exposed when you ran away. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Jesus calls us to run away from engaging the world. He causes us to run towards engaging the world. But that's why he very clearly says in his word, we got to armor up. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated the shower metaphor even if you're armored up in battle, you're going to get bruised. You're going to get bloodied. You still got to come back and, and clean up. And I think we come back and we clean up and that, and that's all about grace mm-hmm. because if we're fighting the battle for the Lord in this sinful world, we're going to get hurt. We're going to get bruised. We're going to experience pain. Our hearts are going to be hurt. That's when we run home to dad. Mm-hmm. That's when we run back to our father. And sometimes when we run to him, it's, okay, I messed up. Please forgive me. (laughs) Father, I have sinned. Some days it's, I don't know how I can keep going. Some days it's, okay, I'm exhausted. I want to go back out there. Give me the strength I need to go. 
some days it's coming home and celebrating mm-hmm. um, the good things that the, that the church has witnessed as it's put on its armor and going out and engage the world. So uh, I really appreciate that question because he doesn't call us to disengage. He calls us to engage. We got to armor up and part of armoring up is guarding your heart, mm-hmm. making sure that what comes out of your mouth is, is, is but it, that it testifies to a clean heart, making sure that you're on a straight path and the way you're going to be on a straight path is making sure your eyes are where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all good things as we wrap up, uh, is there anything else you want to kind of close this passage with? Um, guard your heart. Um, you know, and obviously we can't talk a whole lot in a 25 minute podcast, but you know, Jesus in the, in the new Testament talked about your eyes. And if your eyes are dark, how dark is the body? And he was talking about our eyes take in light and what we see directly affects how we think and how we think directly affects how we act. So we got to be careful when it comes to what are we seeing? What are we digesting mentally? And sometimes it's, we have to make sure that if there's something that is on TV or on a streaming show or, you know, on a podcast that we shouldn't be listening to, we got our hearts. But sometimes it's, we're in an abusive relationship. We're being abused. We need to guard our hearts and protect ourselves by getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So guard your heart because it is a wellspring of life. So guard your heart. All right. And thank you for joining us uh, once again for sharing our journey podcast, a podcast ministry of Harrodsburg Baptist Church. Uh, if you do not have a church home, we would love for you to check us out Sunday mornings, 930 for uh, Sunday school or, or Bible study and 1030 for worship. We also have Bible study groups, uh, one even led by Dr. Paul on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., uh, if you can't join us, we, we would love for you to continue to join us through this podcast or through our streaming services online. Um, we pray that you will guard your heart and that you will go on the path of God this week. <laughs>